Memphis Media Networks. This is America's First News. This morning, with your host, Gordon Deal. The extradition of Fat Leonard. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Jennifer Koshenka. It is Thursday, December 21st. Glad you're with us. Here's what we have for you this hour. Venezuela has turned over the man at the center of a Navy scandal, as well as 10 Americans. Washington released an ally of Venezuela's president. No changes to southern border policy and no supplemental funding for Ukraine after senators went home for the year. Colorado might not be the only state blocking Donald Trump from being on the ballot. Hear what's happening in Michigan and Minnesota. And are you a Henry? That's an acronym for high earner not rich yet. The bar to feel wealthy or rich is increasingly out of reach. What used to be, say, one million is now closer to five million. And that's what people say that they think they would need if they wanted to feel rich. Jessica Dickler at CNBC on high earners who don't feel they have enough net worth. The U.S. has conducted what it calls an exchange with Venezuela that involves 10 Americans and a fugitive from justice. Venezuela turned over to the U.S. a man at the center of a Navy bribery scandal known as Leonard Francis, or the nickname Fat Leonard. He's a Malaysian businessman who fled the U.S. last year just weeks before he was scheduled to be sentenced for his role in a sweeping corruption scheme. Some of the Americans who were freed by Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro's government have landed at the U.S. military base in San Antonio, Texas. One of them is Savoy Wright, a 38-year-old California businessman snatched after President Biden rolled back oil sanctions on Venezuela. So much gratitude for, for the moment, for the United States of America, for, for all of you, and, and for the, the opportunity to come home. The individuals were freed Wednesday in an exchange for the U.S. release of an ally of Maduro, Colombian businessman Alex Saab, who was granted clemency by President Biden and returned to Venezuela yesterday. The U.S. has not revealed the identities of all of the released prisoners. Former President Trump wants the Supreme Court to avoid deciding right away whether he has broad immunity for actions he took challenging the 2020 election results. We get more from this morning's Mike Gavin. A court filing yesterday was in response to special counsel Jack Smith's request asking the Supreme Court to circumvent the normal appeals court process and quickly decide on Trump's immunity. Smith says it's critical for it to proceed on time if the former president's claim of immunity is rejected. Trump lawyers argue the request created the compelling appearance of partisan motivation with the greatest electoral threat to President Biden facing a months-long criminal trial at the height of his presidential campaign. Gordon. Thank you, Mike. Trump's lawyers raised several issues with Smith's request, arguing in part that the government lacks legal standing to appeal a ruling in its favor. They also reiterated that the indictment returned by a federal grand jury in August charges Trump with acts of political speech and advocacy while he was still in the White House. As you may have heard, former President Trump was ruled ineligible to be president under the 14th Amendment by the Colorado Supreme Court on Tuesday. But Colorado may not be the last state to rule against Trump. Here to set the scene is Jack Burley, reporter at The Washington Examiner. Jack, what did you look at? There are a lot of challenges uh, to Trump's eligibility on the ballot and in especially two of these states, Michigan and Minnesota. Um, there have been really advanced kind of cases with these um, in both instances, uh, the court has ruled that Trump can remain on the primary ballot, unlike in Colorado. But in Minnesota, their Supreme Court took it up and they said, 
he can't be on the uh, he can be on the primary ballot, but come back to us about the general because they didn't actually talk about whether or not he would be eligible for the presidency. And then the Michigan one, they uh, are still appealing it right now. So far, they all the appeals courts have ruled that Trump can remain on the ballot. The Michigan Supreme Court is going to take that up next. Um, they've the uh, liberal group that is suing to have Trump off the ballot has recently appealed to that high court. Wow. Okay. So this uh, this liberal group in Michigan, uh, free speech for people, they argue what here, Jack? So basically, they argue that Trump is ineligible under the. Um, 14th Amendment, specifically the Insurrection Clause, which was uh, enacted mainly after the Civil War to prevent people who committed an insurrection against the United States um, with the Civil War from uh, being able to be elected to office. Um, and that uh, question has not actually come before the U.S. Supreme Court, but it's working its way right now through these lower courts. And this group essentially argues that January 6th, the uh, Capitol riot, was an insurrection, and they argue that Trump uh, led that insurrection, and therefore, under the 14th Amendment, he should not be able to run. We're speaking with Jack Burley, breaking news reporter at the Washington Examiner. His piece is called Trump's Ballot Battle, states that could follow Colorado's lead and try to block the former president in 2024. All right, so what about Minnesota? Is it it's a, it's a similar similar proposal, similar challenge? Yeah, so with Minnesota, the primary challenge has actually already been exhausted and the Minnesota Supreme Court said no, he can remain on the primary ballot, but they did not rule on the general ballot. They basically argued that since the primary just determines who the nominee is going to be, it's not actually electing the president. Um it's a different question. So they kind of said, you know, you come back with when the general election is around and if Trump's on the general election ballot and ask this question. But it the court left the door open for it to be a potential problem for Trump if he is indeed the Republican nominee. Wow. I assume that uh, the Trump campaign or Trump himself will try to get these overturned or will appeal to a higher court like the Supreme Court. Is that where all of these might head? Yeah. So the current uh, Colorado case looks like they're going to certainly appeal this to the Supreme Court because uh, the court in Colorado placed a stay on its own ruling until January 4th, pending an appeal to the Supreme Court, which they assume uh, the Trump campaign will do, which they have not done yet, but it looks like they'll probably do it before that January 4th date. Um, and the Supreme Court's never actually ruled on uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which has to do with the insurrection clause. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the Supreme Court does. It's expected that they will allow Trump to be on the ballot. Goodness. All right. So uh, several other states are involved here also, even if they're not as advanced as, say, uh, a Colorado or a Michigan or a Minnesota, right? What are they up to? Yeah, so there's a bunch of other lawsuits um, in Wisconsin, Oregon, Virginia, New Mexico, New York, uh, all citing similar reasons. And they're kind of in the preliminary uh, stages. Courts in Florida and New Hampshire and Rhode Island have thrown out challenges um, citing the 14th Amendment. So a lot of these states haven't kind of taken these challenges seriously, thrown them out. Some of them have been voluntarily dismissed. Um, but the three really, Minnesota, Michigan, and Colorado, are the most advanced uh, so far, whether they've been decided or they're pending appeal. Thanks, Jack. Jack Burley, reporter at The Washington Examiner, 14 minutes after the hour. On this morning, America's first news. Coming up next, no deal on Ukraine funding and immigration changes.